You're tuning in to Spectre Radio, but wait, don't touch that dial, because this is Spectre Radio presents the MCU. Revisiting our favorite movie moments, debating about scenes from the shows, and combing through the comics. We're just three millennials, binging our way through the MCU, through the eyes of the heroes, villains, and creatures alike. I'm Wyatt. I'm Andrew. I am Thor. My name is Alyssa, and we are... Spectre Radio. Loki, this is madness. Is it madness? Is it? Is it? I don't know what happened to you on Earth to make you so soft. Don't spoil it and tell me it was that woman. Oh, it was. Well, maybe when we're done here, I'll pay her a visit myself. Thank you, Thor and Loki, for the spoiler warning. Again, this podcast contains adult content and spoilers. I have sacrificed much to achieve peace. Thor, through your arrogance and stupidity, you have opened these peaceful realms and innocent lives to the horror and devastation of war. You are a vain Greedy, cruel boy. And you are an old man and a fool! You're unworthy! Father. And I'll take from you your power. And I cast you out! Please open your eyes. Oh, no, this is Earth, isn't it? Where did it come from? Your ancestors called it magic. And you call it science. I come from a place where they're one and the same. It's been said that magic is just science that we don't understand yet. And what's more magical than a sci-fi podcast? Welcome back to Spectre (laughs) Radio, guys. These get worse and worse as we go on. (laughs) I was like, I have to pick a Jane Foster quote, and they all are not the best from this movie. That's just my opinion. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. But yes, as as we go, at least the female characters are getting better through the rewatch. But we do have a guest, and it is my friend Mike. Thanks for being on again. You guys might you remember guys. him, yes, from our last Jedi pod, a mil- what feels like a million moons ago. For real. Um, but thank you for being here tonight. We're excited and excited you get to like meet Andrew. Yes, <laughs> I'm excited too. Thank you. Thank you for having me back on. Um, I'm here with the son of Cole, who you know was not here last time. <laughs> I'm I'm really excited, and I'm because I I will I will tell you guys I have some hot takes about this movie. And I am ready. I am ready to share them with you. So Why it looks guys. like he's about to throw up when I'm you said so that. excited. <laughs> you know what's really boy. funny about Wyatt is Wyatt does not know that half of his opinions are like controversial hot takes that a lot of people don't share. Not about like big stuff. It's about like smaller nuances. But yeah, he'll be like, like what? I, I thought. Yes, exactly. Oh my perfect gosh, example. Don't get me on that. So the, he's like, all right, I have a perfect example. What's the best Toy Story movie? And as he's asking it, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're going to have two completely different answers. And then neither one of them saw that. I'm like, do I have time to freeze time and pop popcorn for this? But sadly, I don't. And then I watched it in Sue, and it's it's quite wonderful. 
So we're ready for your hot takes, Michael. We're excited for them. (laughs) Yes, indeed. All right, Andrew, kick it off with our movie recap, please. Thor. From legends, lore, and tales of old, this movie centers around the mighty Asgardian Thor and his friends and family. Thor, the Norse god of thunder, is next in line to be king. Despite growing jealousy of his mischievous brother Loki and his father who isn't sure that Thor is ready for the throne just yet. Young, full of himself and craving battle, Thor leads an assault against an old enemy of Asgard, in doing so breaking a long-standing truce. Loki discovers a terrible secret during their battle. He's in fact not Asgardian, he's a frost giant. As punishment for Thor's transgressions, Odin strips Thor of his powers and banishes him to Midgard, Earth. There he must learn to be mortal and learn to be humble, but not before attracting S.H.I.E.L.D.'s attention and the attention of young scientist Jane Foster and her friends. When Loki confronts Odin about his true parentage, Odin suffers a heart attack and induces himself in a healing coma, thus leaving Loki what he always wanted, King. As he previously coerced Thor into leading the attack in the first place in order to get him banished. When Thor's friends see through the deception of Loki, they attempt to rescue Thor from Earth. But Thor cannot go back until he regains his powers and becomes worthy. Loki learns that his friends have chosen Thor over him, so he sends devastation to Earth to destroy them all. Thor sacrifices himself to save everyone, in doing so, proving himself worthy. His powers bring him back to life, and he returns to Asgard to overthrow his brother, only to find his brother trying to commit genocide against the Frost Giants. Thor stops him, but in doing so, destroys his only way back to Earth, back to Jane Foster. Thank you, Andrew, for that recap. Man, these get better and better as we go along. I can't wait for your endgame one. Oh, It'll be like 10 minutes a, long. I was about to say, it's going to be a three-hour one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad podcast. I was on mute because you said full of himself, and I just died a little bit. It was funny. Gave like a schoolgirl. Yes. I try and tailor these to something that's like about each movie. Like the first um, Iron Man one where they have that um, award ceremony he's supposed to be at, but he's playing craps instead or whatever. And they're like, meet Tony Stark. And it's, that's how I started right. the right. thing. Meet Tony Stark. Yeah. So they're great. Cool. I try. Thank, thank you. Thank you for that. Moving on to our first topic of behind Miranor. <laughs> And it doesn't matter how I said that because there's so much reverb on that. So it does so not wrong. matter. It's so wrong. I'm Whatever. Y'all meow, get meow. It. meow, meow. Meow, <laughs> meow. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. <clears throat> so my first behind the scenes. So there is a long list of characters or sorry, long list of actors who were considered to play Thor. Mm. So first, um, mm-hmm. His brother, Liam, Liam Hemsworth, was considered. We have Daniel Craig, Chatham Tatum, Channing Tatum, wrestler Triple H for my WWE fans, and even even Tom Hiddleston Mm. was was even wanted it as as well. Have you seen him with the blonde wig auditioning? No. Oh, my God. God, It doesn't look bad, but obviously he was better cast as, uh, as Loki. Um. Can we just have a sidecar moment here and 
talk about our rankings of the Hemsworth brothers because I want to hear this. <laughs> you want to do this now? <laughs> you open the door. I want to know who, his name? who your favorite Hemsworth <laughs> brother is. This is this is one of those like there there are some of these where you can really have a discussion. None of them have the range that Chris does. Mm-hmm. Liam is exceptional as Gale in the Hunger Games movies. So good, yeah. He's he's really good on a different energy, on like a calmer mm-hmm. energy. In the um, last song, he was really good too. He's 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 actually he could have played an, another version. Of, like if they really get deep into the multiverse, he could play like Beta Ray Bill Ooh. or somebody else in you know mm-hmm. one of the alternate Thors. I could see that working really really well. Mm-hmm. Um, the third one, I mean, I mean, that's is that Billy Baldwin? Like, I don't, I have no clue. Who this guy is. I, I didn't know there was a third um, yes. brother. It's like the Jonas Brothers. Everyone's like Frankie. That's you're still a thing. It's like yes. a third property brother. I didn't know existed until recently. Oh my god! From the property oh god. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree um, with that. <laughs> Alyssa, what's your what's your uh, list on the Hemsworths? Yeah, I think I think Chris is the is the top. He's the he's the apex Hemsworth. Is it because of Thor? Um, yeah, it certainly helps. <laughs> yeah, it certainly helps. But I think he's been good and like he's done TV commercials and stuff that are are good. Mm. You know what I mean? He's got he's, range. He's exceptional as the wounded mercenary looking for death in the Netflix film Extraction mm. that came out right before the pandemic, and he is hilarious in. The Ghostbusters reboot that, that didn't really oh. go anywhere. He's <laughs> absolutely hilarious. It's kind of like the dim, like the himbo. But like <laughs> the himbo. he's just he's just there for them to look at. He's so in. He, he's so good in these roles. Um, it, it it makes you wonder what else he could do with the rest of his career. I liked um I liked Liam in what was it the second Expendables movie. So Ooh. I thought that was pretty good. He was uh, a new addition to the team. Right. Um, so I, I I liked him in that, but I, I agree with what you guys are saying as far as he's he's just on a different level for different movies than than his his brother Chris. So I agree with that. So one more Chris Hemsworth, and then I'll pass it on. So he was told by Marvel to get as big as he can, muscular wise. He got too big; he couldn't <laughs> fit in his costume. Mm-hmm. I saw that he was oh so buff. He couldn't fit. And gods, yeah. he was strong. <laughs> <laughs> a good problem to have. He he actually could play a young Robert Baratheon. He could play a, in his prime <laughs> so Robert well, Baratheon. Right. Oh my so gosh, you're well. right. And actually, the 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 early Thor in this that I, I mean, we, we can get into how this movie works and everything. Young Thor, young, willing to lead the charge, Thor, with everyone following him, even if he's wrong, has a lot of uh, mm. Bobby Baratheon energy mm. to yeah. it. Yeah. Same maybe eyes. maybe they could cast him and uh, if they eventually get these prequel the, the prequel, the prequel out the to the yeah. Game of Thrones. And and to all of our female listeners, please do yourself a favor. Google Chris Hemsworth arms and the new the one the the, the set photo with him and Taika Waititi. Yes. My, my guy looks like you ripped the arms off a Ninja Turtle. I and put saw him on that. GI Joe. Like, oh he is enormous. He is enormous. Or or for the men, we don't judge. Live your best life. <laughs> yeah, if you're no. into that. <laughs> Not yeah, at no, all. By, by all by all means. <laughs> oh, I love that. 
Okay, so for those of you that were not aware, which is everyone other than White and Andrew, we all watched this movie together for the yeah, first time <laughs> because we got together for my birthday this past weekend and I was out with them at dinner and I was like, guys, will you hate me if we just skip going out to the bars? And they were like, no, that means we can go back to Wyatt's house and watch Thor. <laughs> so, and that's what we did. This is, so this is what the end of your 20s looks like, I guess. Um, so yeah, we got to watch the movie together. So I feel like we've pretty much already had this conversation, which is so strange. And like, I didn't have notes. I had to like go back and Google things so I could fill in the blanks. Cause I wrote nothing down while I was just hanging out with you guys. Cause normally like I'll rewatch it. I'll pause it and like write what I want to write and then play. Mm -hmm. And we weren't doing that. So anyway, um, the one thing I said to you guys while we were sitting there and my ear for um, narrators like is always like this even when we were watching rebels and clones um, that anthony hopkins is obviously odin in this movie and he narrates the film and he's also the narrator from the grinch in 2000 and i was listening to it and i turned to them and i was like guys this is the same narrator from the grinch and they were like no it is not it's anthony hopkins and i looked it up yes he was the narrator you're welcome that's amazing. Yourself. That's amazing. I didn't say no. I said, this is Anthony Hopkins. I don't know if he narrated the Grinch. Excuse me. I misquoted you. You did. I didn't tell you you were wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe it was Wyatt who said Noticing that. a thing here, are we, Michael? <laughs> He's heard enough uh, about podcasts. He knows. This is, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is, it's hilarious to see live, especially since, since I, I didn't <laughs> live with Andrew last time. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have three behind the hammers. Oh. Um, the first one, the uh, guy who plays Hogan, one of the Warriors Three in this, uh, his name is uh, Tadanobu Asano. He was also Raiden in the new Mortal Kombat movie. Mm. Much different energy than Christopher Lambert in the very campy uh, early 90s one, but just an interesting fact. And then there are two actors in this movie that have played other characters in Marvel films that Ooh. are not in the MCU. What? Calm, Calm Fior, who plays Laufey, was also in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, a Sony film. Mm. And the guy who plays Volstagg, the, one of the, the big bearded um, Warner <laughs> Warriors 3 that's always eating, is yeah. Ray Stevenson, yeah. who was uh, the Punisher in Punisher Warzone. So another oh, Marvel movie. Oh, that's right. Movie. Yep. And Andrew and I were spotting, well, Andrew pointed out to me and then I could never unsee it. Do you want to go ahead and say who you saw? About um, Prince Charming? Yes, please. <laughs> so his uh, his other friend, the blonde haired one, whose name I can't uh, With, remember. With like the goatee, I'll look it With up. With the Sorry. goatee, yeah. No, you're right. Um, he is, I think his name, the actor's name is Josh Dallas, um, who plays yes, the Prince Charming. Yes, you're from right. It's Josh Once Upon Dallas. a Time. Uh, and I saw a video that was like, and his role was so forgettable that they recast him for the second movie and nobody noticed that he was Zachary <laughs> Levi, the second movie. So, which is, which is true. When I Google it, the first thing that comes up is why Zachary Levi replaced Josh Dallas. Probably because Once funny. Upon a Time was taking off about that time. And wow. then a couple of years later, it they do look similar off. with that hair and the goatee. Wow. And it was before Zachary Levi was big and buff. He was just coming off of, or probably around the time that Chuck yeah, was ending. Wow. NBC's they both Chuck. don't look like themselves in this getup. It's really, mm -hmm. really trippy. That's crazy. I do love me some Zachary Levi though. They both have to talk very dramatically for this role, even though, you know, 
Josh Dallas plays Prince Charming. He does not talk that dramatically no, during doesn't. the show. It's a very modernized dialogue. Yeah. Yes. He's I, in this. He's just like, it's not like you just go to Midgard and summon some lightning and they worship <laughs> you as a god. And, and, and once upon a time, he's like, well, I don't know about this. And I'm just like, it's bad. Did you audition different. for both of these roles? That was really good. <laughs> oh, that was a thank really you. good, random kind of Robin Hoodie uh, Norse god of something. I'm not yeah, telling- the Warriors three aren't gods, are they? Uh, I I think all of the Asgardians have superpowers. I don't know if they're actually gods. I don't I don't know though. Right, but like, like historically, telling- like Heimdall was a god. Like, like right, Frigga was a god. I wasn't sure if like uh, Hogan and Volstagg were actually like in Norse mythology if they were gods or not. I don't know it well enough. That would be interesting. We've been telling Andrew for years he needs to do voiceover work because he is so yeah. good at it. Well, thank you. I, you I appreciate it. Guess who did As it you- first? <laughs> One of my paychecks. (laughs) My gosh. One of my final ones. So, Kat Dennings, who eventually played Darcy, was sent a fake address for her audition. (laughs) I saw that. (laughs) So, reason being, so they were keeping this movie so under wraps, they sent her a fake address to go show up at and then somebody came and picked her up and took her to the real audition that's not scary at all <laughs> no and i think that they, yeah uh fake address was someone in a golf cart here to take her t- to the real location well i suppose coming in a golf cart and then being hollywood that's kind of uh, okay it's the 2000s it's, be- it's better than a, a dark sedan picking her up i had one more um that kenneth um bragna bragna Thank you. Kenneth Branagh found inspiration from Shakespeare when directing Thor. And you can definitely see it like yeah. in the jokes we were just kind of making about the Warriors three and all of that. Um, apparently the director was a renowned veteran of the Shakespearean stage himself and was able to channel that into directing Thor and basically, you know, just drawing comparisons to Shakespeare Um, and he basically just insisted on having some parallels. And he was saying in an interview with the Washington Post that Prince Hal in the Henry um, IV plays is as reckless as Thor in the brutish beginning of our film. There you have Hotspur as a rival. Here we have Loki. Also in Hamlet and Henry V, conflicts may change whole nations. And so it is in Thor. Hmm. The universe is at stake if Thor gets it wrong. So... And there was like all of that like family and like regality kind of brewing stuff mm-hmm. with like Hamlet too. So I thought that was interesting. We're gonna see yeah, the, back the, the costumes as well. But oh, very, I loved like, the costumes. Victorian times. I love how extra they are. Cool. So let's move on to our next category of what ifs. Oh boy. Um I don't know why I feel like I'm so hot and cold on these episodes lately. Like some of them I'm really excited for. And I have such a good question. And then some of them, I'm just like, meh, I don't know. This might be a throwaway. Roll credits. <laughs> um, so, and sorry if I'm stealing someone's. Um, but what if Heimdall never unfroze? How would the gang that. get back between worlds if he was stuck there longer or too long or forever? <laughs> I think they're just very thankful that it was Idris Elba, you know, and he's you know, strong enough bless, to break out. <laughs> bless that man. Or, know, or as, question. as we said in front of Laura, so that she knew who he was, Charles Mana. 
Yeah. From, from, <laughs> from the office. Yeah. And she was like, who? <laughs> My gosh. She, right. she remembered that. She made it more confusing at first. And then she was like, oh. I don't know. What do you what do you think, Michael? As far as what what my what if was or if high no, her no frozen. to a, her last question, I right. it, it's that's a really good one because mm. there's a lot of backups for different people in all these movies. There's basically one Heimdall. He has one job. He's the only person that can do that job apparently. Um, and, and so if if that if he doesn't kind of break out of of that spell, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of far reaching consequences for that. It would be really interesting to see what they would what, how they would have gotten out of that. Roll credits, pretty much. I mean, I guess. <laughs> so my question to your question is, does he have, like, a backup? Like, is he the only one that can do it? Like, what if he has a potty break? What if he... Then they're going to have to, to wait. Does He's he just pee God. off the side? He doesn't use the bathroom. Oh, are, you, sorry. are you sure? Gods don't use the bathroom. <laughs> God. I'm pretty sure he's the only one who can see all the nine realms and all 10 trillion souls as he, as he comments. So he's, you know, that's how he knows when it's okay to activate the Bifrost. Cause he's like, if you return in dangerous Asgard, you know, well, hold on. Cause Loki gets to open it with the, with the spear, with Odin's spear. So there's gotta be, I guess there I guess, is like a backup, guess, but yeah, you don't have the that's quality a, control. Mm-mm. Yes. <laughs> quality that's, a, that's a good way to put that. That's a good way to put that. My what if is kind of weird, so I'm going to explain it. My my what if is what if they had done Captain Marvel on that timeline in this when this movie happens, and she was a core member of the Avengers. And what if they had brought Thor in later on in the timeline? Ooh. I think I think part of what makes um, that movie not work as well, the, the, the Captain Marvel movie, is they're trying to do too much. They're trying yes. to set her up yes. in, in the, with the power level that she has, which I think is, is equivalent to Thor's. Mm-hmm. And I think is legitimate. It's just they're trying to set that up or also yeah. do six other things. And the, the best character introductions in the Marvel movies are the ones who don't need their own like standalone movie that needs to do six other things. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think they could have laid the seeds for Thor much better than they could have laid the seeds for Captain Marvel, knowing how important that uh, being of that power was to being able to fight Thanos. I think if Captain Marvel is one of, and I, I know that canonically she's not one of the core Avengers, right? Thor is one of the, the sure, core sure, ones. Sure. But you have her in the mix earlier, her movie's more simplified. I think it gives you more time to develop that character. Um, and I, I'm interested to see where they go with the rest of those movies. But I think they showed that like Thor is really malleable. You can have Thor with the Guardians of the Galaxy. You can have Thor with Loki. You can have Thor on a weird trash planet. You you can have Thor <laughs> on Earth not understanding what pancakes are. Thor's or coffee mug, right? Right, or whatever. That, so that's that's mine. I, I think what would have happened if they would have brought Captain Marvel's standalone movie in right here during this time? Let Captain Marvel develop more, be one of the core Avengers, maybe even, again, like bounce her out for Ultron, and you have a more developed kind of Omega-level character. It would have made more sense, you know, because, oh, for emergencies only. The crap qualifies for an emergency for, like, sorry, you know, the world was almost destroyed a couple of times before he actually paged her, before he, you know, Fury. So it's like... it. They, I mean, they had to make that rule oh, only for an emergency. That's why she never showed up in these movies, but it was kind of friggin' ridiculous. So the way you're saying it yeah. makes more sense. 
So if, if she was there in the beginning and then for some reason, like, you know, as an original Avenger, and then for some reason had to go away and couldn't come back quickly, that better explains why she wouldn't be there for some of the bigger threats in the, in the uh, middle. I do know they almost put her in at the end of age of Ultron. Um, one of the deleted scenes instead of Scarlet Witch, um, it, it was going to have her randomly at the end of the movie, not anywhere before then, which was kind of weird. So I don't know. Um, I, I, th- I agree with what you're saying. Thor is more malleable um, as a character. Um, so I, I could see that working too. And you, they can even introduce Thor, but like not have him meet any of the Avengers until like the middle of phase two kind of thing. But we still yeah, get think- Thor movies doing his own thing. Exactly. I think I think he you could have worked him in easier and you could have worked Captain Marvel. You could have worked Carol Danvers in and out and she would have felt less like a deus ex machina. So that's that's my word. I agree. I agree. I my- think it would have not been my worst Marvel movie if they would have redid it kind of the way you you mentioned it. I just okay. I just had to say that because I shit on it so much. And <laughs> they do a lot to make her like one of the most powerful characters, and they do a lot to flaunt that, which is fine. But yeah. then you take her away, and she's not able to be used. It's kind of horse crap a little bit. You're robbing your audience a little bit. I mean, you know, a lot of movies would end a lot earlier if she was involved. But it's yeah, it's. If they would have done it that way, it probably, like Wyatt said, would have been a better movie. I liked the movie. I probably would just like it more if uh, Michael yeah. had written it. So, uh, Marvel, <laughs> hire Michael. I'll start writing and you start doing voice acting. There we go. There we're we're, we're going to start this company right now. Heck right. yeah. So, my question is, would your timeline, like, affect that being said in the 90s? Because I feel like in 2011, that's still too close to 1990-something for that setting do you know what i'm saying like i don't know what you're saying yeah no no no. for captain marvel so like if captain marvel came out in 2011 Mm kind of how he's saying right to like switch the order of things and like introduce her sooner oh blockbuster hadn't been shut down long enough i hear what you're saying (laughs) yeah i'm just saying like if it like now like everybody romanticizes the 90s and it's -hmm. like this whole thing of oh my god dunkaroos are back and like i just lost my shit i'm so excited and Baja Blast and all these things, right? Whatever it's called. So all of those things. And I'm like, I'm here for it too. I feel that I'm a nineties baby. I love that stuff. But also if it came out in 2011, would I have gone bananas? Probably not. Is he trying to say that they wouldn't have her start in the nineties? It would, her start would be 2011. Is that what you're kind of saying? I I think uh, Alyssa, you bring up a really good point. The nineties nostalgia again is another one of those elements that's stuffed into Captain Marvel rather than just making a really good standalone Captain Marvel movie. I think Mm -hmm. the easy thing that you do with that is you just adjust the timeline back six years and it's in 87. Yeah. Right. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. You could make the same nostalgia play. You just absolutely. And it wouldn't have competed with like, because we already knew at the the time that um, uh, Wonder Woman 84 was going to be a throwback movie as well. So you don't, Mm -hmm. I think you could, you could probably do the same type of thing, a throwback that Mm -hmm. establishes her power set. Yeah, just you know, it's just. I like that. I like that a lot, and that was one of the things we all pretty much agreed on that we could all agree on liking for that film was that it was set in the '90s and all of the like fashion Mm. and music and callouts, but it wasn't enough. It was like 
could have gone a notch further. So I feel like the eighties, like that's the decade of excess as they call it. Right. So like, mm-hmm. then they could have gone over the top and it would have been like, this is appropriate. Uh, but the other thing that I think would be really cool bringing her into the fray a lot earlier and then, you know, weaving Thor in later is you're getting a better balance and it's not, you know, necessarily equity or diversity at that point, but you're getting at least two women than in the Avengers, which would be nice. Um, Cause like <laughs> I keep complaining about every film, there's one or two girls to pick from. And you're like, this is awesome. I can either be this idiot or this idiot and not a fan of either. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I think it would, it would have balanced the scales out a little bit. It would have removed what became one of the, I mean, again, like we're getting the, the, uh, Black Widow movie in what a month and the character's yeah. canonically dead. That's a little weird. Right. I think you would have kind of avoided. <laughs> but like that. most of the characters are canonically dead. So yeah, at this true. point, or <laughs> yeah, but they've already had movies tough. when they were alive. That's fair. That's also fair. Yeah. So I get Absolutely. what Michael's saying for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's a great question. I like that. Very mm-hmm. good. Out of the box. Yeah. All right. Well, then I will uh, I'll move on to asking mine. And at first I thought this was going to be a roll credits answer, but I was like, oh, maybe not. It's actually going to have much larger implications. What if Odin died and the Odin sleep did not help him? <laughs> the what now? The Odin sleep. It, you guys I know. need to I watch wanted you to say it in the inflection. Odin sleep. <laughs> you guys need to watch how it should have ended. Cause they make fun of that. Like he's sleeping and then like someone oh, says something and he wakes up this. and he goes, Oh, didn't sleep. He like wakes up. <laughs> you so I, I got to send you guys that. Um, so what Please. if he died, like mm. died, died and the Odin sleep didn't help him. So think about what happened I'm when getting, he again, major Hamlet vibes again, <laughs> if the King is dead, like think about what happened when he actually died in the third one. But like also, can we just for a moment go down that rabbit hole of like, what if Odin is a ghost and like haunting Loki and being like, oh, you're not supposed to be king. Like <laughs> a little too Shakespearean maybe for this podcast. Um, for no, this I, movie, no. <laughs> for the movie, potentially not. Yeah, That's an interesting what if. I feel like you're right that it's not just roll credits and there's going to be layers to that. But I don't know if I'm, equipped to unpack those layers (laughs) we're gonna get hella at that point i don't know if they had thought about that plot point probably not back then because that was what six years later something like that seven years later i forget exactly when the third thor comes out probably 2017 ish Um, i like to forget it so but let's say that that was a plot point he dies and then she's unleashed and neither Thor nor Loki are at the peak of their power at that point. So they're not equipped to handle her. I think it's more realistic if, if, because again, how does Odin enter the Odin sleep by getting into an argument with Loki about I think he why gave himself he a heart attack. Kind of Loki. Thing. I don't know. Yeah, he just, he just like couldn't answer the, the, the basic questions of like, why did you take a child? I think it was more that he saw his his child who he loved falling apart and accusing him of not really loving him. And I'm not just I think he he broke his heart broke because he saw Loki's heart breaking. I don't know for sure. But no, that's it. That's I, I think if if Odin's going to go out, I think that's the type of thing that could put him out. Mm-hmm. Um, the redemption arc, the like, you know, him saying, I love you, my sons at the end of you know, the beginning mm-hmm. of Ragnarok when he dies. 
if he gets that moment here, it is kind of too neat of a resolution of the entire. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. Loki's trying to destroy Jotunheim to make his dad care about him. He's going to kill his own people. This is, it's a, it, it's a little messier, mm-hmm. but I think, and again, like this is a movie that is kind of a mess to begin with. There's a lot of different, you know, Thor is like three different characters. He's like the spoiled bully. He's, you know, he's Ooh, a star yeah. quarterback. And then he, he becomes this like different, like, like self-aware, like fully actualized, mature, masculine man. Like I, it, there's enough weird stuff in here that I feel mm. like that would have added another weird layer. Mm. I think, I think if, again, to go back to what we we're talking about earlier, if this movie's later and they lay the groundwork for Thor, you could actually have Odin die in the first Thor movie whenever it comes out, whatever later year. Mm-hmm. But in this one, when you're trying to introduce Thor, introduce Loki, introduce the entire thing, introduce Earth, introduce the nine realms, and then you're killing Odin. I think that kind of, it, there's too much going on um, I agree. at that Agreed. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and selfishly, I want him for the other movies because his acting is just off the rocker. Amazing. Oh, phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely. So wrap up the what ifs. So what if Thor would have been crowned king during that open ceremony? Do you <laughs> think that Odin would have continued on if it wasn't for the Frost Giants? Mm. or do you think he like secretly wasn't going to give it to him it just happened to be the frost giants were entering his treasure room Ooh. well remember the reason the frost giants got there is because loki in his trickster role wanted to mess up the coronation it seemed like right. odin intended to it and loki being kind of jealous and, and kind of you know the jerk little brother was just like ah i'm gonna crash my brother's big football game mm. um it it, yeah, you know what though? Because the, the the key thing about this movie is Odin realizes that Thor is not ready to rule, and then casts him out. If he's already the king, you can't cast him out. So now, now what are you doing? That's actually that's super interesting. Mm-hmm. If if you get through it, and now you know Grandpa realizes, hey man, <laughs> like this is this kid is not ready. He gave me the keys to the bends, and it was a big old mistake here. Yeah, we, what do you? How do you? Yeah, how do you take the keys to the car back? Yeah, that's that's actually really interesting. It would have been a different um, a dynamic of so Thor would have obviously like tried to lay siege to Jotunheim and they would have had to have some reason why it didn't work out very well. And soldiers lives were lost and they had to pull back. And he realized it wasn't the slam dunk that he thought it was. And then he'd be going back to his dad, um, realizing that, you know, not only does his dad realize, oh, crap, this was too soon. He would realize that it's too soon. You know, it's these are people's lives that he like played with just because he he courted war and he wanted war. So it would have been a different dynamic instead of like when he was in exile, he became a better person. Um, it, it would have been at that point where he would have been like, I, I should have sought your counsel better or something like that. And then maybe his father takes on like an advisor position kind of thing. I don't I don't know. That's the way mm-hmm. I see it. This is a less Shakespearean movie, but what you're mm-hmm. talking about right now is a better movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is though. The sad part was where our ramblings are kind of better than the movie we got. Sadness. So, especially especially Michael's uh, input, which I, <laughs> I want to take notes, like a lot of notes. <laughs> <laughs>
All righty. So we're going to move on to what I call one of our last categories, <laughs> right? Wyatt, one of our Wyatt last ones. Wyatt is putting his name for his face. Right He's now. always like, Andrew, and it's not our last one. I know it's one of our last. This is the ones. last damn time, Andrew. Last damn time. <laughs> Stop quoting my father to me. You're we're giving me daddy issues. Down the um, hill <laughs> we're coasting towards the end, guys. Yes, we are over the hump. Um, yes. So best and worst. Um, the, the best was I liked the cast. Of this movie i don't think there was a lot of if any scenes of overacting i think everyone was cast very well darcy cast incredibly well cat cat Den- dennings or demings? demings demings okay um obviously anthony hopkins slam dunk excellent movie um Cats with him his his part anyway um tom hiddleston is an excellent loki um 12 out of 10 <laughs> uh, easily i i like how he speaks as much as I like how like Thor and Odin speak, I like how it sounds. The Warriors three are a nice goofball collection. I wish we got more of them before they get sadly killed off in the third movie. I, I just feel like we didn't get enough moments with his buddies and definitely not enough Lady Sif moment, moments. Goodness gracious, I'd oh, marry her. Um, anyway. Her. Uh, <laughs> so that was, uh, that was my best. Anyone uh, want to go with their best now? Yeah, I'll go. Um, So a couple of my best. I love that we get, I love how they kind of tie in the Vikings story into Mm. Thor. Yes. So that being said. Yes. So the Vikings believe that Odin, Thor, Freya, and Freya are their gods, or the Allfather. Um, They... They pray to their gods. And I love how we kind of get that Viking-esque, especially in like their clothing and the way yes. they speak. I just finished watching Vikings on HBO. If, if, if you haven't seen it, go and watch it. It's very phenomenally written uh, for a show. But I love how, the, how they kind of like make it more, not historic, but they, but they kind of tie in history a little bit with it. Um, kind of cool to see what the Vikings actually believe that these were their gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these were mighty powerful beings mm. um my other best is all their easter eggs we get in odin's treasure room so let me list off what we get so we get the ore of agamotto which dr strange uses to to see events on earth and other dimensions that's in the room oh that's right yeah I have we get the, we get the tablet of life and time which has a recipe written on it for a serum that can make the drinker immortal that shows up in the Spider-Man comics. Mm. We get the eternal time flame, a flame that cannot be extinguished, stolen from Satur by Odin that stops Satur from lighting his sword and bringing Ragnarok. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was in the third movie. Yep. Yep. We get Warlock's Eye, which is an ancient weapon used to control the mind of others and then finally, I can't believe I missed it, but there's only five frames in the movie where this showed up. We get the Infinity Gauntlet. What? Really? It, it's wow. a fake. Do you remember from Thor 3 when oh, I was going through the right, treasure? Yeah. She's like, half of this stuff isn't real. It's like, that's not bad. That's not bad. Then she like pushes it. She's like, this is a fake. So I think it was, I think it's the wrong hand. Oh. oh. So it's it's his treasure room. He wants to give um, people a false sense of security that oh, don't worry, I, I have the Infinity Gauntlet. Nothing bad's gonna happen. But I was he about really to say because doesn't have it. 
in the movie, you see it full of the stones. I'm like, wait a second. But the Tesseract is on Earth. So how come? So when the Tesseract was introduced, it wasn't initially going to be the Space Stone. It was not going to be an Infinity Stone. They retconned that, I think. Um, for Avengers, sense. it was going to be sense. something called the Cosmic Cube. It was, which is a different kind of yeah. thing. And then they they switched gears with their Infinity Stone kind of kind of deal. I forget exactly when, but so that might have initially been the real one, and then they just retconned it later. Like they retconned a few things. That's a really good yeah. catch. And then mm-hmm. now that I'm thinking about it, the fact that they even call back to it in, um, <laughs> it, it it really speaks to how well planned out and then how agile the mcu mm-hmm. has been with stuff like that because i didn't I, I did not realize it so you said it and then i'm like wait a minute didn't they call it a fake i mean yeah that's right you, you brought it up immediately so that's that's those are all good catches the the uh, eternal flame the one that they bring back in ragnarok those are those are those are good uh those are good easter eggs right there um mine are pretty similar to what you guys said um i loved thor's costume and like the armor on his arms and stuff. That was really cool, like a really cool touch. Um, and just all the costumes really were really good. Even like the civilian <laughs> clothes were just on point. Um, I also had the casting as one of my best. Um, the ones that you did not already mention were um, Idris Elba, we love. Mm-hmm. Obviously we had our um, <laughs> Star Wars space queen, Natalie Portman return. um and then my personal one of my personal faves from mama (laughs) mia um stellan skarsgard (laughs) he um was the doctor that worked with um jane and and darcy he was awesome um and then russo's in this there's a bunch there's a there's a bunch this is a a solid cast you could make Mm -hmm. any type of movie out of it what do you want you want to make like a a spy movie you've got like because it wasn't Mm. Rene Russo, the Thomas Crown Affair. Ooh. Do you want to make this like a gritty crime drama? Do you want to, what do you want to do? Because this cast could do it right now. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Very versatile. Yeah. The one other thing I had was the setting for Asgard. Um, I thought oh, that was just beautiful. really visually stunning. Yeah. It was, we were all talking about how it looked like Coruscant. Um, we really liked that. So it's no that. Naboo. Uh, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. Yes. It's no Naboo. We were, yes. We were also saying that. <laughs> These were these were few and far between. I think this movie is kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins' line readings Oof. are off the. But you're not king. You're a vain, cruel boy. Ready to oh, so just good. everything about him in in this movie. He's he is he knows exactly what movie he's in, and he's giving all the right energy for kind of the weary king that's kind of keeping it up with bluster. Um, you know, but he, he, you know, he, he doesn't really fight need to fight anymore. He just holds up the spear and it shoots the rays at, at, at the <laughs> giants. Um, he's, he's really good. And there's not really anyone who's equipped to go toe to toe with him. Even actors like, you know, like Hiddleston, who, who is phenomenal. They're just not really ready to step into the, the, the ring with him. Um, the other one is all of Darcy's dialogue is mm. I'm not dying for six college credits. <laughs> um yeah that's just stuff Relatable. those those are probably my my highlights um for for how they did this but yeah every single one of anthony hopkins line readings i mean you could you guys could give me my own podcast and i can just sit here and <laughs> minutes reading he is he's phenomenal yeah absolutely. i agree i agree with that well then i can also take um take us into our our worst um 
we kind of covered a lot of our worst about how a lot of things could have gone differently and made the movie better. Um, the, the Royal intrigue was nice, but could have been far better written. And the frost giants were a big disappointment minus that monster thing that he like brought to life. And Thor had to like fly through his mouth. That was kind of cool. I'm sorry. When you say that, I just think of snowball from frozen. <laughs> Don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> Trust so, me. Okay. <laughs> those those were were pretty much it for me, and, and then we just didn't. I didn't think we got enough of his friends, um, but the movie was long enough and kind of a mess. So I I, I will I will go with that. I'll I'll go ahead and and, and give mine because I like I I've said this this movie's kind of a mess. The worst for this, because <laughs> again, you, thinking about where Marvel was at, where comic book movies were at at the time, they kind of wanted unknown quantity to come in and direct this movie so you go you, you got the movie that's based on you know the the, the age of antiquity and and the, the the viking myths norse mythology you go and you get the shakespeare guy that seems like those two things are gonna, gonna overlap right but it's it's kind of a hat on a hat mm. um and, and you, you see this having a different energy with the thor character works so much better the, the later they get with him, the more humor they, they get to him. The worst for me, and again, there's a lot to choose from. I mean, Thor's died, <laughs> eyebrows, uh, um, the, the frost beard. giants not knowing what to do, wasting Lady Sif. Lady Sif, call me. For real. <laughs> um, you and Andrew, oh my God. It, I, everything about, but it's, it's just the wrong type of energy to bring in here. And it, it doesn't really do, um, it doesn't do the actors any favors. Um, it doesn't give Idris Elba too much to do. It doesn't give Rene Russo hardly anything to do. Um, Hiddleston is phenomenal being smarmy. It doesn't give him enough smarminess. It does try to, again, make him the, you know, the, the jealous brother, just like in some of the Shakespeare stuff. Um, and then, you know, Thor is the, he's kind of the, the, the jock, the quarterback, the, the bully that's not really thinking well. Again, this is the type of guy where like, you would have seen all these things before. Why would you put him on the throne? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, that it's 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 just it's a it's a bad mix, I think. Um, and it makes it it makes this for me my worst standalone Marvel movie. Ooh. I think every other Marvel movie Why is interesting really? some other way. I and when I go back and watch this, this is a mess. All it like Thor: The Dark World. At least it gets deeper into the lore, right? right. Um. True. I'm trying to that think of the, so like, like mm -hmm. Captain Marvel, right? Captain Marvel's trying to do too many things at once, and like three of them are interesting, and three of them don't really work, right? <laughs> so the, it, again, the, incre the, the incredible scrolls. Hulk, Give right? me more of the scrolls. That's about it. <laughs> Even the Incredible Hulk, right? They're trying to say something ab about the nature of anger, about hiding who you are. There's everything. Mm -hmm. Every other bad Marvel, bad MCU movie has, has something meaning, interesting right? in mm. this one is just kind of even like and again the costumes are great but the color scheme is kind of droll the action is not is not good at it's all. not and there yeah no and having seen hiddleston fight in other movies having seen um hemsworth fight in other movies again go watch him in extraction on netflix <laughs> he is he is a powerhouse it doesn't give them too much to do to differentiate themselves i just i feel like hiring kenneth Branagh seems like the right type of thing to do when you're trying to get some prestige to the movies and these, the, all the MCU movies work <laughs> I'm best. Sorry, when they I give just think somebody, prestige worldwide. When you say prestige. <laughs> it, that too. I just think, you know, again, every other follow on movie, they, they kind of get better at empowering 
creators and letting people be weird and letting people tell mm. the stories that they want to mm-hmm. tell. Because we've already brothers, established the character by then. Yeah, right. Exactly. But the Russo brothers who were directors on Community come in mm. and do Captain America Winter Soldier and basically the rest of, of these big movies, their hits, Coogler's phenomenal with, with Black Panther. Um, Taika Waititi really has something to Bless. say about the Thor character. Bless mm. that man. Uh, this is Alyssa, this is your worst take is the Thor Ragnarok. It's not good. I'm gonna I'm just gonna let you know right now that you it's are it's, it's it's your worst I take. I love I love Taika Waititi, but it ain't my favorite. I, I have fallen asleep every single time I've watched this movie, even in how. the middle of the day. I don't even know. when even when Jeff Goldblum says I, he's got so Jeff Goldblum. I do lines, love him. So I do love him. Good lines. Topaz, Topaz, what, what's the thing I say? Topaz, he's. I'm gonna he's give so it another funny. try, and I'm he's, gonna. I will let you know my thoughts. It, it when almost we get to seems that like, and I, I think Michael said this earlier. It almost seems like even with the political intrigue, that this movie would have done better. You said later in the timeline, mm-hmm. yeah. so maybe as a second Thor movie, because like some some movies when they have multiple of them, it'll show like the character a little bit, and then it'll dive deeper into what happens at home in the second mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. So it it almost seems like if they could have taken like only a couple of the things from this movie and then obviously made it huh. better and then maybe the second movie go for the the intrigue I don't I don't know it, it almost seems like like that would have worked better I I'm agreeing with your your timeline thing on that now yeah. that you now that you say all this Yeah I think I think that works but again establish Loki as don't don't make Loki the 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 bad immediately right right, yeah, right, right from the right, get go right. yeah yeah, you got you got to kind of seed that, and then give him a couple of scenes where he's looking around. He's a good enough actor to carry that. True. But when you, he has to go from Loki, the sidekick, to Loki, the bad guy, to confronting, it, it's yeah, it's just, you got to build it, him it was, up as like an anti-person kind of Loki, and then becoming a bad guy. You got to build it. You don't just like there you go. Yeah, I agree with what you said about the eyebrows. Um, I literally said this when we were watching this and wrote down Thor's makeup. It was just like too much. <laughs> she like, said it a few times. She's man, like, see, his makeup here is fine. His, his makeup, makeup here is Yeah, awful. like later on when he was all muddy and stuff, like they just let him live. Like, why did he need that much foundation in the beginning of this movie? He didn't. That just was unnecessary. And like, n- not even blonde people have blonde eyebrows, okay? My dad has red hair. He has no eyebrows altogether. Like they are translucent. Like- Jeez. why why did we bleach his eyebrows it's just unneeded it, it feels like a like a bad like snapchat filter that they just put over Ooh, one of yes. us it's like, and you're, you're potting with three guys that have various lengths of beard if any of us came <laughs> on like that you'd be like what ha- what happened true yeah, his That's his so beard true. was more distracting to me than his eyebrows in the beginning of the movie but then at the end when they were mourning loki's loss he had his real beard yeah his normal beard that was like low key kind of brown. I'm like, why didn't you use? I that just wonder because, like, I wonder if they just were worried about it not looking consistent. Because, like, just getting it to look right if they're shooting the same day. That's fair. That's you know fair. what I mean? But it's over two weeks that you're shooting one day of scenes, right? That kind of yeah. sequentially follow, and your beard has to look the exact same. You know, that's tricky because, like, um. I was re-listening to um, or listening to a rewatch of The Office and they were talking about the episodes where Michael Scott grew out a goatee because Ryan had a goatee uh-huh. and they were talking about how it was fake and that they had to do it at different lengths and things and it was this prosthetic because they were filming it over a series of days uh, mm-hmm. in a week and they couldn't get the look to be consistent. But I would think, you know, with how things are now that they could get it to to be on point. but. 
yeah, that one was tough. And then the romance in this movie is just disguised as lust. And I just wish we would just be upfront with that and just be like, these people want to bang. Like they're not in love. Yeah, just, Jane was Jane was they more bang. thirsty. They're thirsty, than, right? Uh, it's it. I I I agree. I think and Jane he's like, was a little more me, thirsty. Jane, and oh, she searches for you. Yeah, she searches for that. Mm, all right, something. all right, easy. easy. <laughs> oh I, I I think she was. She wants to debrief him. She wants that hammer. That's I all think I'm she say. was more for the the thirsty part than he was. He seemed to be general. Oh, genuinely I don't falling. know about that. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I, I I that's what I thought, but. I, I do want to point something out about their chemistry too, because it is kind of, it's kind of one-sided. And again, mm. for the time period, you can kind of see yeah. that. It was kind of tongue yep. in cheek. Absolutely. Mm. But she's again, one of the, like, uh, the whole movie. She's, she's super into him, but, but yeah. what's the part where they're in the truck and he's like, do you think me strange? And she goes, yes. And he goes, good strange or bad strange? Let me, let me put some knowledge out here for you guys. Oh boy. <laughs> if, you're, if you're Thor Odin's son, quarterback superhero of Asgard, <laughs> You've never had anybody think that you're strange. Mm. You don't know enough to ask whether it's good, strange, or bad. That, that's the type of thing that a Loki character knows to ask Ooh, because he yeah. can't just get by on, hello, I'm Thor. Ooh. Look at my arms. Look at my blonde beard. <laughs> Look at my arms. Now, now the, only thing I'll, the only thing I'll say about that, and, and normally I'd be a thousand percent with you, is this is after he's just lost his powers and he's not even worthy to pick up his hammer anymore. Mm. So his entire, like, while he hey. normally goes off of good looks, too, everything about his persona is the fact that he's, like, one of the strongest people anybody's ever encountered ever. And he can do anything, not just because of his good looks, yeah. but because he can do it's interesting. anything. It's interesting because it almost has a parallel between, um, like, Meg and Hercules when Hercules went down to Earth and was mortal and had, he still had swagger. That man still had the drip and he had the muscles. And he made it work and he got real famous. Well, there you but, go. But I, I and again, normally I'd be a billion percent with you on this if it was maybe the week before and he still had his powers. That's, a, that's he's actually going, a good point. He's so going through an really identity crisis. In my, yeah. in my opinion, he's going through a bit of an identity crisis. I mean, I, I still think you're at least, you know, mostly right. But I think he's just, I, the way he asked it, it's almost like he's learning how to ask that. Yeah. Like he yeah. asked, and in my opinion, it's like, He's he's never had to ask it before, like you just said, uh, and it's it was like clearly his first time. Because you know even what? if uh, even if people think he's strange, he doesn't <laughs> care. If I looked like him, I wouldn't care. Either. Oh my gosh! This is yeah. this is a really good point, and I I do think like it's the kind of thing where they do set up Mjolnir as kind of the arbiter of his worthiness. Mm -hmm. And so when yes, he loses yes. that, they don't give it enough time again. Mm. Because what are we right, spending right, most of the time right. on Loki in the palace intrigue? This yeah. is a that's a more yeah Thor having to deal having to really deal internally with like well this was my perception of masculinity and now I've had that taken away from me how do I redefine myself how do I define myself as a true king instead of just as a hero mm -hmm. that um, alone would have been a better movie <laughs> this is a wow true. this is that's a really good that's that's a really good point yeah. Andrew you get 175 cool points uh, that's, that's really good dude he and I, I are rewriting this movie in, so in 20 good. minutes the edits are great. I have one more and then I will get off my, my box here. Um, I loved and agreed with what you said, Wyatt, about the tie-ins to like the Norse culture and like Swedish mm -hmm. and all of that. Um, my I'm Swedish on my dad's side and he's like from Minnesota. So there's a lot of ties to like the Vikings and we've mm -hmm. always been very Marshall like, Erickson. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> We've always been very like in on that. We have a brick at the stadium, like all of it. And, um, I did enjoy like the little book from the library where he was like, Oh, these were like the story, the, um, the other scientist, um, you know, he was like, Oh, these are the stories from my childhood. And it was like really cute how they were tying that in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just needed a little bit more cause it was like just a little sprinkling of it. And I feel like they really could have boosted the story and almost done kind of like you know, this is obviously after I'm pretty sure that we get Harry Potter at the very end, we get the tale of the three brothers and how they bring that story to life. And, you know, they did in a very cool, like CGI way, but I feel like they could almost have done that even in like a game of Thrones type way where like game of Thrones, they retold the stories of their family and their lore by, you know, having the jesters and the the people and the playwrights and the actors act out all the things, you know, at Joffrey's wedding and all the other things. Right. So like, I think there could have been another way to like mirror that because it's one thing to read it in a book and be like, Oh, this is magic. It's nonsense. It's not science. And then, then another thing to see on the God side of things, like them retelling the story and, and kind of introducing the characters that way, instead of just being like, this is Odin, he's King. He's the all father. That would have been really cool. I think, you know what I mean? Like it, I think it would have given it definitely more oomph. And I feel like if Disney had their hands in this a lot more, you know, back, you know, now they do, but back then they didn't, I feel like we would have gotten more of that pixie dust, if you will. So that's right. This is, this is pre Disney merger and you don't Mm -hmm. have a lot of that. No, you're that, that actually would have, because again, that that's what explains Selvig's like hesitation. Right. It's almost like he wants to believe. I know these stories, right? Exactly. From my childhood, mm. but I, I'm that. That would have been. Why did we just make a better Thor movie? <laughs> so much than, better. Wow, Dude, this is this is amazing. <laughs> That's so a, I, I like that, Alyssa. That was a Thank really you. good idea. I don't Thank think you. I would have ever thought of that. Kevin Feige, call us. Find the podcast. <laughs> Please. We know, we know, we know George up. listens too. So I'm sure. yes. George listens. John, all of them. John Favreau. And, this may uh, work. Yeah. Hopefully Dave Filoni. <laughs> so I'll get to my worst and then we will move on. All right. So hmm, how do I put this the, the best way I can? <laughs> I mean, we've basically I'm ready for the controversial you are, you are warming up a hot take right now. And I am, <laughs> let me, let me get all, let me get my monster. Let me get my popcorn. <laughs> let me get my, oh my gosh, here we go. I ate my snack already. All right. So I don't have any worse for this movie. What? I couldn't think of any. I thought, you couldn't think I, of any additional ones that we didn't cover. Do the or ones that even, all three of us already don't even covered? agree with the ones we covered. I don't agree with the ones that you guys already said. Not a single one. No. Okay. okay. Hey, you like Thor's eyebrows? <laughs> I, I wasn't looking at the man's eyebrows. I was looking at the hammer. I'm uh, sorry. Mm-hmm. You want I'm him to put the sorry. hammer down? <laughs> sorry, wrong movie. <laughs> so. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I really did. And maybe because it's incredible. like the Viking kind of contrast I get from it, because I really like that time period in history. Mm. Um, so that crosses over a lot, actually, all of it. So maybe <laughs> that, and also it's got one of my favorite actresses in it as well, which Andrew, uh, by the way, I am, when I first met you, you knew that she was one of my favorite. Yes. How dare you not tell me that she was in Thor? 
Yeah, he. How dare uh, you? When we first started talking Marvel together, and he watched it, he literally texted me this: "How could you not tell me?" I was like, "I don't know. And I didn't which, think about which it." Which one of the two, or excuse me, which one of the three female characters are we talking about? Natalie Portman's character. Okay. Natalie. Just wanted to clarity. I wanted clarity. I was. I was pretty sure. Okay, no, that's fine. No, I absolutely adore. What, what's that? Probably because probably because of the prequels to Star Wars, because we grew up watching those. Yeah. I think her casting in this was a really big deal because this was right around when she won her Academy Award because she'd already she yes. won an Academy Award for, for Black, Black Swan. Swan in 2010. Yes. So yes. actually, I wouldn't have told you either. I would have assumed you knew because her being in this movie was the star power, whereas yeah, Thor yep, was absolutely. the unknown. I would have assumed you knew that. Yep, yep. Well, he, he started watching these after they came out. Yeah. I don't think he saw this in theaters. Uh, I think he started watching no, I, Marvel movies like around we, when we started becoming friends. So like 2017, uh, maybe? Yeah. So yeah, he, he started watching these around like when Black Panther and Thor Ragnarok were coming out. Yeah, she she won it that same year, Mike, in 2011. Yeah, she so she, she swept, she got the Academy Award, the Golden Globe, and she got Critics' Choice. Um, now I got the bad and, friend award for not telling yeah. Wyatt. That is my bad. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I've... And the BAFTA, the SAG, she got, she got like you five. You kind of forgive me? It's been how many years and you only kind of forgive me? Goodness gracious. I'm, I'm yeah, working she on had, it, okay? what did she, she had been in the Star Wars movie. She had been in B for Vendetta. Mm-hmm. She was in, I'm going through her IMDB, the other mm-hmm. Bolin girl. Ooh, yeah. She's in Brothers. She's in Black Swan. She's in I'm Still Here. Black Swan was so good. She's in No Strings Attached. That. That's a... Re- no oh, that actually, movie was so good. I saw That's that a rewatch movie. we should do. I. You know what? I... I understand you liking this it for like, hey, this is this is dope for the mythology that I love. Agreed. This is dope for an actress that I'm super into. I I can see you really enjoying this and just going for the ride. I think for me, the rewatch and knowing how good the rest of these movies are, and especially Alyssa, you had a good point. Especially after Disney gets involved, this is pre-Disney yeah. merger. Mm. This is very pre-Disney. This I don't know when they. Then. This is five, six years pre-Disney. I don't know. I don't remember when they acquired Marvel. I know they acquired Star Wars in 2012. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Um, because it, it, they they paid four. 2009. Yeah. Oh, they acquired Disney, it. 2009. But I don't know if they started producing movies officially, because I feel like that was still a separate entity. Like they weren't in. Like they bought it mm. for the investment, not for like the rights to the content i feel well, like they have enough of a right to have it on disney plus whereas they did not have enough right to have 20 2008 hulk on so they got to have some level yeah of they didn't but, start producing marvel movies until 2012 i am correct there you go and mike so this one was teed it, up yeah mike you actually worded it really well like i like it because the mythology and because i'm going for the ride through it I did mm. not grow up on Marvel movies. I did not read comics when I was younger. So I do not understand the backstory or everything kind of who uh, he is. Okay. So that makes more sense now that you put it in that phrase, but I'm not changing my mind. <laughs> no, you, um, by the way, by all means, I mean, this is, this is, I, I respect you standing by your extremely bad take on a terrible. <laughs> I, I respect, I respect you more. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, I mean, I got crapped on quite a bit when I bad talked Captain Marvel as well. You don't say. 
And I got a lot of it at work as well because I work with people who listen and also other guests who come on. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> Although Adam partially <laughs> agrees with me, but we can get to that Adam one. partly agreed with him. But whenever, whenever he comes on. I will take that because that means he partially disagrees with you. So <laughs> he yeah, whatever. So <laughs> Before I keep digging myself this hole that I've already dug pretty far that Mike's pretty much pounding me into, let's move <laughs> on to our alter ego, our final topic. This is kind of fun because we now have a third person that we get to throw into the mix as well. A fourth person because you count yourself, don't you? Oh, I didn't count myself. A third so. other person. Sure. A sure, third sure. other person. I, yeah. A third other person I get to judge. Sure, sure, so there we go. this is this is fun because i've only known mike for the hour i talked with him on the last jedi and this hour now Alyssa <laughs> knows Alyssa knows him better andrew this is your first time meeting him mm-hmm. so so i'm actually going to go with michael first i picked you for odin oh okay high praise I, I picked you for odin because so i don't know you that well but from what i know about you you're how do i I, I couldn't type it out because <laughs> I couldn't decide how I wanted to word this, but you're, I don't, come back to me because I really need to think about how I want to word that, but it'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll come to me. Um, oh, shit. Andrew, I'm I, taking I, it as a compliment. Thank you. Thank no, you. No, man. no, it's, it's, no, cool. it's That's good. That's pretty it's cool. Good. Trust, trust me. It's good. Sorry. I um, just heard thunder and lightning and I got scared. <laughs> um, Andrew, I got you again as Phil Coulson. Andrew Coulson. Son of Cole. Son of Cole. <laughs> because <laughs> he is really starting to grow into his role. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's getting more words. He's getting more lines. <laughs> he's getting more words. Even though he dies in the next movie, he's, he's, getting, he's getting there. Yeah. And he's growing into his exactly. environment, which is what I kind of see for you. You definitely adapt and grow into your environment. Mm, um, thank you. And Alyssa, again, we didn't have much of a female cast i lied there's like four i i just went and looked because i didn't pick one for myself so there's like more than there's like about four so, <laughs> so. i picked i picked you as darcy okay you don't oh, seem too happy uh-oh. about that, <laughs> that was, i'll accept so, that that was an interesting okay i i picked it because i think she's the undercover brains of that operation <laughs> the like I'm not the undercover brains for this podcast because I'm the out of the closet brains for this podcast. You're the overt <laughs> brains of this. Yeah, exactly. We can just say that it's fine. I know you're you're a lot smarter than you give off. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the vibe I was going with that with that with that with that bit. I'm gonna take that as a compliment. <laughs> and going back to Mike for Odin, you're more experienced in life than us three. So I wasn't going. <laughs> I wasn't going old man. Comment. No, 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 no. And he I is a father, so oh, I wasn't point. going old man comment with this at all. But he's he's a lot wiser. He's a lot seasoned. Um, so that's kind of where, kind of how I have him with you. I like. I'll I'll, I'll take it. I actually have told all four of my kids. Only one of them can rule to create a whole bunch of jealousy. So yeah, no, I, I'll take it. I, I like it. I like it. Kind of like uh, the Joker from the Dark Knight when he breaks the pool We're stick in half. Tryouts. <laughs> We're having tryouts. And there's not enough weapons for the guys there. Oh my God. That's Gosh. awesome. Thank you, man. That's, that's pretty cool. Can I go next? Yes. Sure. Okay. So everybody's a mix here. There's, there's everybody's a mix. Ooh, right here. Are you doing what I did for the Hulk? 
I think so. Okay. <laughs> um, so Alyssa is a cross between Darcy and Lady Sif. Um, first of all, uh, for Darcy, if you saw uh, Thor and he randomly dropped into our lives, you'd be like, he's pretty cut. And <laughs> if he was freaking you out, you would tase the crap out of him. Yeah, that's fair. So, and then uh, Lady Sif, because the whole, um, you know, the the whole, when he said, who proved everyone wrong and said a simple maid could, you know, could be a fierce warrior after all. And she was like, um, I did. And he's like, okay, well, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's very you energy. <laughs> so who, who did this, Eliza? Uh, I did. Yeah, right. but I helped, but I supported me. you. That's very me. Um, Wyatt is a mix between um, Thor and Loki. Oh yes, so yes. Loki, not the overthrowing people thing, but you not are, which you are absolutely mischievous. Betrayal. You are absolutely mischievous. Mm-hmm. Okay, explain. Okay, anytime I say don't do something when it relates to your wife, or don't say something when it relates to your wife. Hey, Laura, guess what? Andrew just had this great idea. <laughs> and then I'm in the doghouse for a marriage that I'm not even in. <laughs> Explain to me how that's possible. Anyway, um, so that's how you're like Loki. How you're like um, <laughs> Thor is more like the second half of uh, the second half of Thor, not like the first half where he's like, you know, are you not entertained? You know, basically <laughs> with, the, with the crowd thing. So when he's- What did this? Like, one more. Smash. Yeah, yes, yeah. this drink. I like it. It's delicious. That's um, that's why it was his cup of milk every night. <laughs> 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 that he's currently <laughs> drinking. <laughs> so uh in case you didn't know, there Michael it is. <laughs> audience, um, Wyatt used to drink a gallon of milk on his way to work every day. His bones are like granite. Mm-hmm. Um and, so, mild, and also you're like Thor so that you can um date Natalie Portman. You're welcome. Um <laughs> okay. Michael, um, I, I'm going to attempt it. Um, it's a mix. Okay. You're a mix between, and let me explain, don't get offended. Um, you are a mix <laughs> between, and I didn't really get the second part of this until uh, Wyatt kind of said something. You're a mix between Odin and Heimdall. And I did right. not pick Heimdall just because he's a colored character. Know that. <laughs> um, it's all good. You, you're a wiser person, and you're more of a big picture person. The two big picture people in that movie who can see a bigger picture are Odin and Heimdall. Heimdall can see the nine realms and all and 10 trillion souls. And Odin is like, you can't do this because it's going to endanger the nine realms if you wake the frost giants. So I, I, I can definitely rock with that. Um you you just you did just tell me that I'm like Idris Elba. So um, I'm imagining I'm you're gonna, okay with that. I'm not going to be able to walk out of uh, <laughs> office. I'm not going to be yes. able to fit my head into my car. Awesome. Um, awesome. I've awesome. been wanting somebody to call me Idris Elba my whole life. And, and not, uh, <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's all good. Again, sometimes you, you don't have to be, I'm not going to get offended if you pick one of the sexiest men in the world who also has the fair. Uh, guy that uh, happens uh, to be black. I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, with it. So. Absolutely fair. <laughs> Thank That's, you, man. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Um, I'm glad you took it as high praise. And that, that is really high praise. If <laughs> I, w- I probably couldn't walk out of the United States. My head would be so big if someone called me Idris <laughs> Selva. Um, and then for me, I kind of mix- got a, I picked a mix between uh, Phil Coulson and Thor. Um, Cause sometimes um, when I haven't done enough like self-reflection and, um, and other things, I will 
quote unquote, like overcompensate by trying to be, you know, a little bit larger than life and that kind of thing, um, which is not something I'm terribly fond of, of myself. So I'll have to kind of like re-humble myself, which happens to him. And then uh, Phil Coulson, I like what Wyatt said about Phil Coulson, that I will grow into my role. And I feel like sometimes I have his sense of humor and, uh, and I'm, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I see that. I see that a lot. All right. So I guess I'll start with Michael. Um, I had you as Thor cool. and I, and I said, oh. your appreciation for food and drink are on the same level. <laughs> there we go. This nice. man is like always grilling something <laughs> and drinking something expensive and yeah. fancy. <laughs> Um, I said a romantic at heart and deeply cares for his friends and always supports them can be stubborn and set in his ways. Like you said, full of himself, self-aware though, and fully realized later on and the quarterback, I can totally see that. That's wow. That's uh, I'm not going to have to go to therapy for two weeks. That's pretty good. good, man. My mental illness is cured. Oh my God. It's amazing. (laughs) That's I feel wonderful. That. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I was like, who is most like Thor? And I was like, oh, it's Michael. Um, so yeah. Wyatt, I had Loki. <laughs> I did. I put Loki too. Um, so I said mischievous at times, but in an extremely quiet way. Because I feel like Loki's like that. He's not like, I'm here to fuck shit up. He's just like, I'm just going to make sorry my 12 year old nephew who listens to this podcast i'm sorry i'm I'm sure that's not the first time you've heard the f word um i reserve the right to use one per podcast (laughs) i also don't have a 12 year old nephew but if you're still listening at this point thank you that's your treat um but yeah so i'm just saying an extremely quiet way he's he's very like cunning right so he's not gonna be like in your face about his plan He's very witty. He's got these like underrated comedic one-liners. He's intelligent, but sometimes Mm. introverted. He has this strategic mastermind, just capable of being cunning and sly. Um, All of that, I feel like, is Wyatt. Um, I I like that. Wyatt demoted demoted me just like uh, Loki basically demoted his brother. How many times did you demote me during your wedding, Wyatt? As as (laughs) As low as I could. This comes up every week. He's like, you're not even a guest anymore. (laughs) Like, you were a best man. You're not even a guest anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. So, I don't know if you're going to like my answer then because I had you as uh, Eric Selvig. (laughs) Me? Yes. I'm okay with that. Um. There's nothing more reassuring than realizing that the world is crazier than you are. <laughs> I feel like that's something um, that's something he said, and that's something that you would say. Um, I could see you as a consultant for Shield. Like I see that happening, and you oh, think you're crazy. like more slick than you are, and like, ooh, I got away with this thing, and nobody's gonna know. And it's like everybody knew the whole time. Oh, uh, when were he doing. was like, when he was like <laughs> right. saying Thor was somebody else. Okay, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely and he's like not. he's like stealing the book and he's like hey really quick and he's like yeah and he's like yeah the thing and the stuff and he's like yeah i'll give you the thing and stuff see you later and he's like follow them <laughs> he took the book like they yeah know. i i think i can be slick and it absolutely does not work and like yeah. anytime i lie it's it's very bad yes it's, it's pathetically bad so i, I i'm Aww. okay with that 
the two other things I had was easier for him to believe in logic than magic. <laughs> I feel like that could sometimes be you depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. And then um, getting drunk to make your ancestors proud. <laughs> we drank, we forced, he made his that's, ancestors that's proud. That's Italian, very Italian, <laughs> right? I'd say um, so. And for myself, I actually put a combination of Freya and Sif. Because oh. I feel like they're both very fierce and like protecting, but also like very affectionate or like very, what's the word? Nurturing. Caring. Yeah. I have many children. Compassionate. And I'm excited to see them tomorrow at work. Oh. <laughs> My seven babies at work. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I actually did my homework for this one, and it's going to be very obvious that you guys podcast all the time, and I'm the guest on here. Oh, please. Um, for Alyssa, I had Jane Foster. Yay. Um, Sweet. Extremely accomplished. Hmm. Someone oh. who's very sure of themselves. Someone yeah. who's not going to be told no once, twice, or three times. Um, <laughs> and you know what? Is is not afraid to just objectify a man. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna make sure that that that, that people know. Hey, you know. So I, I I I thought that I thought that was you to a T. Not not mm-hmm. thirsty, but just just again sure. someone who was yeah. someone who was who, who's very who's very has very well honed senses. So if she sees <laughs> if she sees and then justice being done, she's gonna call it out. If she sees shield taking somebody's property by the way that has not aged well the government just rolling in and taking science away. <laughs> yeah no they gave, call that out. They, they gave it it's it's shield i it's absolutely but yeah no a hundred percent like <laughs> that was genius. um for wyatt i had dr selvin okay okay someone extremely accomplished a wealth of knowledge able to uh, this is like an indiana jones trick he pulls he just walks over to a shelf takes down the heaviest book he can find, opens it to the right page, and is like, this here, this is Jotunheim. This is like, I, I couldn't pull that off, but I believe <laughs> I believe that Wyatt could. 100%. Okay. Somebody who is, again, like more, more with kind of the, the things that he can see and the things that he can't see will, will kind of come to him a little bit slower, but like is really well grounded in the lore for, especially in Star Wars, man. You were blown Ooh, away yeah. with some stuff you were pulling out. Okay. Um, Nice. Andrew, I had Thor. Oh, you, he's so happy. <laughs> Look at his face. You are you guys, a, you are a young looks man. Like a little cartoon, how happy he is right now. You are a young man on a journey. And you know what? Some of the steps of that journey are, are going to be stumbles. Some of this, the times you're going to be maybe scared. You might, like you said, right, right there. And again, I'm I'm just picking this up from listening to you on, on the pod. Someone's is like, man, you know what? I, I'm not really sure, but maybe I'll just maybe I'll I'll, I'll try to say something else. Or, or but you know what? You do come around. You you do um. You do a lot of a lot of growing and a lot of acknowledging. Oh, I did actually mm-hmm. do see somebody else's um point mm-hmm. on that. And you know, I, I I do see you growing into someone who um really has a i mean thor obviously he's the mightiest hero in the land and everything else but his comedy and you know again the 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 drama he really does thor carries the dramatic weight later on in the marvel series Mm -hmm. the mcu um and i just i see you as someone who's growing into that that role um for myself i picked volstag 
a supporting Crap, character yeah. who shows up, Ooh, nice. likes eating food. Uh, <laughs> I said it. Yep, there you go. Hit stuff with an X. That's me. I like it. <laughs> I, I appreciate the high praise, and I I I, I like the Volstag thing. That's uh, that's pretty cool. I I like that. So that's to awesome. clarify, does that mean you're saying that I objectify Andrew? <laughs> you know what, you guys. <laughs> I wish everyone could see this podcast because when you did your shoulder shimmy, you guys were matching shoulder shimmying at the same time. Uh-huh. So. I'm not sure if you're objectifying him. I'm I'm not sure if you guys have been married for five years. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure what it is, but there's a wonderful synergy among the podcast trio. This is very Aww. true. <laughs> Thank you. That's high praise. <laughs> Brother, whatever I have done to wrong you, whatever I have done to lead you to this, I am truly sorry. So these listeners are innocent. Taking their lives will, will gain you nothing. <laughs> so take this podcast and end this. And that's how we're ending tonight's podcast. Wow. That, that, that was good. That is a great send off. <laughs> oh my gosh. Michael, thank you so much for coming back and enduring us for this hour, hour and a half out of the longest podcast. Dude, thank you. It was nice to meet you, man. It was, it was great to see everybody again. It was great to get to meet Andrew, my own, my own personal little Thor over here hanging out. Oh. It's it's great to be back, guys. Thank you so much, and, and I appreciate it. I'm loving every single episode. Yay. Awesome. Yay. Thanks, man. Join us next week where we jump into the first Avengers movie as we cool. wrap up phase one. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram as at Spectre underscore radio and on Facebook as Spectre Radio. Be sure to submit your questions via social media for a chance to hear us answer them on our upcoming segment, Ask the Avengers. This is Spectre Radio signing off.